Welcome to WrestleWolf's weekly podcast. I'm Dr. Damian Gibson, and joining me as always is the man who only deals in kayfabe and nothing else. How do you do? It's Sir Matthew Kayfabe. I'm good, man. Um, I thought just quickly I'll let the listeners know what's coming up on the show before we get into it. So we've got Daniel Prime, Daniel Bryan Watch, which I feel like is just going to keep happening until he shows up at Double or Nothing. Uh, a disgraced wrestler has been hanging Ooh. out in catering at Raw. Uh, we've got some contract. Uh, we've got a contract revelation and a contract signing at WWE. Um, and some Selena Vega exciting. That's pretty much it. It's been, I'll be honest, guys, it's a bit of a slow news week. So this is going to be a pretty dynamite-heavy episode. It, as much as we, we support job security, and in fact, better job security for professional wrestlers and better conditions for professional wrestlers, it is advantageous for our show Absolutely. when there's hirings and firings. Yeah. Yeah. Because there isn't really, I mean, that's the only mm. news that comes out of wrestling, right, really, is contracts, and it's like where sometimes, people are going. Like a, particularly, a, like, you know, a, I guess not, not so much a firing, though, you know, these things can lead to positives. But uh, someone being out of contract is a real, that's a real boon for the wrestle fellows that we are. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it doesn't get any bigger than Daniel Bryan. And uh, I'm not sure what news you've got, but the news that I've got seems to be he's talking to everyone. Uh, WWE is still in the box seat, um, but absolutely anything could happen. Although it was reported during the week that um, I'm trying to remember who it was that was being interviewed. Oh, it was Falter. Mm. It was Falter from NXT UK. And he was asked who, if he was to, because he, Volta has this weird thing where he doesn't, well, it's not weird, but he has this thing where he doesn't want to live in the US. So he he just essentially will be the NXT well, I mean, Walter, UK champion Walter said forever. the same thing. Because- and now Walter's, you know. <laughs> oh, that is, oh, yeah, oh I thought you were talking, talking about. about Walter, I mean, Walter. I preferred him when he was at the drive-in, but I thought you were, uh, thought you were, thought you were saying a Volta. <laughs> No, that's how you meant uh-huh. to say his name. Well, anyway, Volta. yeah, I preferred him as at the drive-in, so that's my little joke. Anyway, all right, Walter. Anyway, so he said that if he came to, uh, you know, proper WWE, <laughs> he'd want to wrestle Daniel Bryan. And then uh, there was a long-form interview that was put out, and then, like, the next day, that answer was gone because it mm. was a WWE. It was, like, on that bump uh, or whatever. So live to air, he said Daniel Bryan, and then someone at WWE got their hands on it and was like, cut that out. You know what match doesn't excite me a whole lot? Volta. Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't Walter grab me. Like Daniel him Bryan. versus anyone is exciting, and like obviously it would be a great match, but I prefer him against other beasts. Like it's a lot more fun watching him just like, like him and Cesaro. Mm. Like that's a match I'd like to see. Although both of them are foreign, so yeah. who'd be the heel, yeah. Cody? Uh. <laughs> yeah, well, I know you've got, you got a lot of Cody views that we'll get to later on in the episode. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't even sure whether to bring this up or not, but I just... Uh, Velveteen Dream was seen at Raw tapings uh, during the week. And I, the only reason I bring it up is that I can't 
I cannot get my head around why WWE have not just let him go. He hasn't been on TV since December, and then prior to that, he hadn't been on TV for ten months. I, I don't, I don't know whether it's like a financial thing where if they fire him before the end of his contract, they have to pay him out or something, or because and the the thing is, whenever he appears, the backlash is so huge that he disappears again that they don't put him on TV again. So. Uh, I just, I just find it absolutely. Surely bizarre they that, must be able to release him from his contract. You know, I don't know, mate. Well, they their statement on Dream every time has been they've investigated him and haven't found Apologies. any evidence be, of wrongdoing. Just be one second. Even though you can, even though you can go on the internet and find that uh, evidence yourself, it, it just, it just makes no sense to me whatsoever dog uh, I think needed to piss and I'm the only one at home and he was like standing at the door like going ah, ah, and I'm like oh no ah, I couldn't hear it um, uh, yeah anyway the whole the, the WWE is saying that they've conducted an investigation they haven't found any evidence even though you can Google Velveteen Dream right now and find all the evidence you need to show that. Anyway, um, so yeah, that I just that was reported during the week. I was just like, I can't. Yeah, I'm not. I, I was not a huge Velveteen Dream fa- Dream fan anyway, just because not because I like. <laughs> it's like a Tyler Breeze thing where I refuse to let myself fall in love with the character. Because I knew that as soon as it went up, it was dead. Like there was no way Vince McMahon was looking at that character and going, mm. oh, WrestleMania main event, him versus Triple H and Cena, a triple threat. It just wasn't going to happen. He would be yeah. in a tag team with yeah, I don't know. Santan- Sant- Santino. God, it's been a long time since I've said that name. I nearly said Santana. <laughs> I, was thinking, Sand- I mean, Santana Sand- from <laughs> AEW. That was, anyway. Yeah, hopefully he's not coming back. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a huge fan of like not giving people a second chance, you know, in life. But th- I feel like with Velveteen Dreams situation, it's probably best for everyone to just walk away. But I mean, I did, I did love Velveteen Dream. But then, you know, speaking out happened. And you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway. Um, We've been having a, a private discussion, a non-podcast discussion uh, about Jeff Hardy. Matt Hardy ha- like keeps tweeting about Jeff Hardy, like essentially kind of like, would you guys want to see Jeff Hardy on AEW? And I think <laughs> I know no, the two no. of us, the answer is- We don't even want no. to see Matt Hardy on AEW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, Dark Elevation I'm all right with, but Dynamite, no. Um, Jeff Hardy- contract expires in 2023. Oh God, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a. WWE contract, not, he hasn't signed an AEW contract. That's, for a, that's a lot of DUIs, I would say, in Jeff's case. And this was reported during the week, and I'll, I'll credit WrestleTalk for this, uh, that the major thing that Jeff was worried about with his contract was the use of his old theme song. Really? 
so he was he was like i'll resign but i want to i want to be able to have more creative control of the way i look and i want to come out to my old theme song yeah jeff hardy's um jeff hardy's not a cool guy like he's sort of like He's sort no. of one of those people that wasn't into Britpop was. but was real into Radiohead and then started their own band. But they weren't, like, massively talented. They weren't untalented, but they weren't massively talented. And now we're here where it's like it's important to me to be able to paint my face special like I want and also I want to have my special song that I did as my song that I come out to. <laughs> I know. It's so... Um- yeah, Ollie Davis from Russell. Like, mm. I, I can't steal his joke, but he just was like, when he reported that on his news video during the week, he did an impersonation of WWE having like this massive contract in their hand, and then Jeff saying that to him, to them, and them going, "Oh well, okay, Jeff, you're a tough <laughs> negotiator, but if that's what you want, <laughs> it's like they're just paying him with the same hundred dollar bill and just swiping it out the back of his." pocket and giving it back to him <laughs> yeah yeah and then they use a fishing rod to like take it out although of his bag i, and I give would it back say given morning. that like he came in with michael hayes like the hardy boys were like covered by michael hayes if jeff hardy starts mm. entering to his own like sort of trip hop uh electro version of bad street usa i'm back in on jeff hardy atlanta <laughs> ga well he's um He's putting over Jinder Mahal, so I hope he's happy that he's... Uh, the other thing as well, <laughs> song hasn't been used yet. So not only not only was that his one request... Oh, God, that's so sad. <laughs> They're the worst. They're the worst company to work for. Um, Becky Lynch has re-signed with WWE for another couple of years. Uh, there are no... Um, you know, Becky hasn't told people the ins and outs of her fucking contract, and that's fair enough. But uh, she has re-signed, so she will be um, with WWE for a while, at least a couple of years. That makes sense. Her husband works there as well. She's the top woman there. Vince loves her. Also, she seems to love WWE. I don't WWE. know if there's that many, like, there's a few Sasha Banks dream matches outside WWE, there's not a whole lot. Like, no one's like, fuck, I need to see Becky Lynch versus Britt Baker. Fuck, I need to see Becky Lynch versus, uh, I don't know, Riho versus versus Big Swole versus uh, Thunder Rosa. Like, all these people already are having, like, mm. they don't really need, they don't need Becky Lynch. They need to do other things with the women they've got in the other places in the world. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd never at any point even thought about Becky Lynch being anywhere but WWE. Yeah, but good. I do like Becky. Like, I, you know, I like the man thing and uh, I like her in ring. Like, she's fine, but her she, yeah. her character work is awesome. You know, like, mm. she's just a really likable person and, um, and fuck, WWE are crying out for likable <laughs> baby faces at the moment. Drew McIntyre is doing all that he can, but um, especially, yeah. especially with Daniel Bryan leaving the company, uh, they are really struggling for good baby. They've got heels coming out their ass, but they – that sounded weird. Um, they've got a lot of heels on the roster, <laughs> no. but uh, not many baby faces. So, anyway – um, that's probably enough WWE chat, huh? Um, do you have any 
No, I mean, the only, the only real thing that's captured my attention and my imagination is the disappointment that Zelina Vega is apparently back with WWE. Yeah, I saw a headline of this this morning, but I didn't have time to read the article. What, what's the she's, deal? She's just, she's- she was at the performance centre and they were filming her, so obviously she's, uh, you know, they were doing it for a reason. It wasn't just to pop in and say hello. So that's disappointing. Um, it's not the end of the world. Like, you know, Zelina Vega is great, but as I just said, there's plenty of other talent in the in the sea. Like, you know, I'd, I'd, I'm, I'm keen on seeing um, Impact's Taylor Wilde pop up and, you know, wrestle someone like Deonna Perrazzo or, uh, you know, if we can get that, that forbidden door kicked open a little, I'd like to see Thunder Rosa versus Taylor Wilde quite a lot, um, you know. There's, there's a lot of good female talent that isn't being used uh, elsewhere, so it's fine, I guess. Hopefully, she'll get used in the ring a bit more this time. Yeah. I think for me, from a personal standpoint, it's just one of those things of like, what? <laughs> you, you were doing the right thing standing up to them. You were doing the right thing standing up to them as a corporation and then- because Alistair is being booked, you know, in inverted commas properly again. That you know, I mean, ultimately they've got to make decisions as a couple and a family. That you know, blah blah blah. But from from a selfish point of view, there's a, there was a part of me that was like, fuck, someone is finally standing up to Vince. You know, great. And then nah, you know, fast forward six months later, they've been ground into the dirt. They're still working there. You know. And it just, I don't know, it just allows, you know, like with any human beings, if you propagate that kind of behaviour, they'll just keep doing it. And Yeah, anyway. Um, but I like her. It'll be good to see her on TV. But um, although I am trying to sort of, I got into a bit of a habit of yeah. watching the WWE shows again. <laughs> I've kind of, you know, just like, because I, I got the sports um streaming service that we have here in Australia it was like gifted to me and all the WWE shows are on uh, okay so like when I yeah so like when I go into the KO, KO menu because I've watched it before it's like hey wrestling you want to watch wrestling we've got wrestling here it's right here it's like Smackdown you want to watch Smackdown I don't think I'm ever going to watch WWE and Daniel Bryan was That's on fair. Smackdown I don't it's think I'm ever going to watch WWE again in a in a real meaningful way which is a bit sad given that we have a wrestling podcast and we spend hours of our lives watching wrestling but I've chosen Impact I'm like I would rather watch Impact than WWE mm. Yeah I'll watch Impact over WWE but I'm, like I'm a single guy who works from home or work. I mean, I'm studying. <laughs> anyway, you guys don't need to know the full details of that. I have a lot of time. I have a lot of time sitting around the house, you know, and I like to just have a TV on anyway. Mm. And wrestling's great for that. If you're working on something else, you can quite easily, especially Raw, because fuck, man, it goes for three hours, but there's about two storylines per episode and they move at a glacial pace so <laughs> you're not missing it you know what i mean you could just have it on the background look up every 45 minutes and be like oh drew mcintyre's talking to bobby lashley yeah again. yeah cool <laughs> it's not the talent no, i blame the it's i blame just, the talent yeah anyway yeah like chris jericho's spot last week that was chris's fault 
He's the worst. MJF's the worst. I know we promised. I know. Sorry. We promised that we wouldn't bring it up ever again. So that's my fault. <laughs> um, we can talk should we just talk about this dynamite, dynamite if you want to? Do you want, do you want yeah, to talk, we can about, talk Cody about Cody straight away? So I feel like you want to get I it off your chest. Admit that Cody delivers these really great promos, but this is all tell and no show. And like, I can, I was not like, wow, Anthony Okoko's a really pushy English heel. I hate those fucking Brits. Um, I was, I was like, oh yeah, he's he's like he's he's British. That that's <laughs> something they're adding to his over over over. I don't know. Edit out. Can you please edit the right one into there? Uvra. There we go. Uvra. Uh, let's cut out the rest of those ones. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I never listened back, so just tell no, me. No. Tell me what you did. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, they like, and then Cody comes out and delivers this, like, you know, born in the USA. And, like, look, it's great that Cody Rhodes loves the NWA, and it's great that, like, he clearly hasn't watched professional wrestling in 37 years. But what the fuck? Like, this is this is not the story that's been told at all. The story's about the rookies betraying, you know, the, the master of, you know, and, and going with the, the dark side. And all of a sudden, Cody's like, now I'm an American. And, you know, obviously, and then he, and he, he leads to this crescendo of taking back the American dream name, which is amazing. And I'm like, oh, this is great. But wouldn't this have been, like, meaningful if it had have been meaningful in any other way and not just about a copyright that got that he didn't get and that they said you need to actually use this name to get the copyright? And so he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Guess what? A go-go, you're in. It's like, wouldn't have this, like, maybe this could be the pack spot. Like, you know, pack versus Kenny Omega in Orange Cassidy is way better, but we don't know Anthony Agogo. What I can tell from his working punch, which is all he's seemed to have done so far, is that he's not ready to be in a wrestling ring. And also, just a final point, mm. maybe Cody should have spent two years being one of the top guys before he became the, uh, you know, veteran who puts everyone over. Because Cody Rhodes doesn't actually mean anything to most audiences. Like, other than the fact that, like, he pops up, has these great feuds, you know, they're sort of almost aside from everything else that's going on on Dynamite. Occasionally they're great. Occasionally they're, they're not so great. But really for the last year... He's just been putting over young talent and building young talent, using him losing to build these people. He needed he, he skipped the bit where he he was the top of the card and the winner. We didn't get to see that in AEW. Hmm. He wasn't in WWE. Like if you only followed American wrestling, you would have seen him as a joke character in WWE. He would have disappeared. Then you would have turned it on and it was like, and, and you know, he tells you that he's the most important character. And then basically he just loses to everyone other than his brother. It's not like <laughs> you need to show us. You can't just tell us. And I'm done. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think you're right about like the lead into this promo. The promo at the beginning, I was like, oh, 
God, no, this, no. Even halfway through it where, like, he was, like, talking about him and Brandy having mm. a baby and I was like, oh, dude, no. And then he kind of pulled it off. Like, he by the end of the promo, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Like, I was, like, standing up on my couch like, USA, <laughs> USA. <laughs> but uh, you're right. He kind of is this, like, magician where, like, by the end of it, you know, I've had – you know, I've maybe not friends, but I've known people in my life like this where, like, you don't agree with them at the beginning of them talking. And then by the time they finish talking, like, yeah, he's absolutely right. And Cody has that ability. Like, he, he he's so good at promo work that he could sell you fucking anything, you know? And then, and ultimately, by the end of this promo, he's like stolen his dad's gimmick, you know, which is pretty beloved in the wrestling community. And you're all for it. You're like, yep, absolutely. You are the American dream. Go forth, son. I, you have my blessing. All this needed, e- even just once, was Anthony Agogo to come on the screen and be like, you know what I fucking hate? <laughs> America. Fuck you. Like, that's exactly. it. That's all he had to do, just once at least, so Cody could be like, mm-hmm. how Dare you slag? Not off even the that. Like US you had Shawn Michaels, but all we saw was Anthony Shawn- Gogo Draper. All we saw was Anthony Gogo Draper, Draper Union Jack over Cody last week. It's not enough. It's not enough of a thing for Cody to cut a ten-minute promo where, like, he he by the end of it is now the new but American dream. Anthony Gogo, <laughs> his he, that character has been, I guess. He's a former Olympic, a British Olympic athlete. He's proud of being British. He hasn't been exceptionally yeah. uh, degrading towards Americans. Like no, but even Vocal just like he's, that. you know, yeah, he had a he had an a, a, a English flag, which makes sense. He's an Olympian. He he put the Union Jack over Cody. Like you know, whatever. It's not like he was like you know Shawn Michaels rubbing his dick on the Canadian flag in Canada, like. Wrestling has done this. To be fair to Sean, I mean, he's rubbed his dick on a lot of things. I wouldn't get, I wouldn't get that offended, Canada. <laughs> you heard it here first, Canada. Well, it's true. You know, <laughs> he's a sexy boy. He is. He is. He the can't sexy help himself. <laughs> when the the initial. Um, at the initial press conference announcing AEW, Cody said that uh, his philosophy towards wrestling is that you've got to do the work and AEW will do the work. This storyline has not done the work to get to the American dream. You know what I mean? Like I 100% agree with you. To like To get from here to here, there needed to be three to four mm. more beats than there has been <laughs> with this story where it's just like one week Anthony <laughs> Gogo is like, oh, British. And then the next the next week, Cody Rhodes is like, fuck England. Yeah, Cody I'm Rhodes is American like throwing just, tea yeah, into it, the ocean at the moment. And it's like, well, that's actually an overreaction in 2021. Yeah. Like, do we, re- do we really need yeah. these national divisions Absolutely. when we have so nationalistic divisions when we live in like such a bizarre and divided world and a world in which the British American division isn't really there? Like is this is this just a little bit of a bad time to be no. over good friends? Like is this a bad time in history to be over nationalistic? 
Yes, is the answer. The answer is yes. There was a good time. It was 1939. Yeah. Now is a bad time. Now is a very bad time, in fact. It's like Cody comes out in a Proud Boys (laughs) polo and he's like, I'm American. Like, fuck off, mate. I I don't. Uh, if If he starts coming out, if his catchphrase becomes... Where we go one, we go all, then I'll start worrying about it. That's probably more Jericho's. <laughs> Definitely Jericho's wife's. Um, no. Yeah, what well, definitely Jericho's wives, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, you can't trust Hollywood. You just can't trust Hollywood. Um, I think I think having a nationalistic feud with an Englishman is probably the only country-on-country feud you could do at the moment and not worry about the ramifications of it. You know what I mean? If it was any other country on earth, I'd be like, that's a bit dodgy. But England, America, whatever. But wouldn't it be better if it was was like a country that was even less, like if it was us? Like wouldn't it be better if like some, he's like, Cody came out and he's like, and, you know, Bruce yelled, oi, cunt at me. And I'm not a cunt, and neither's my wife, and neither's my unborn daughter, and neither's my dog. We're not cunts. We're Americans. Fuck you, Australia. <laughs> Same thing in my book. <laughs> Just some random Aussie bogan in the audience <laughs> keeps heckling Cody with during his. But yeah, I. Cody has the ability to make my critical brain disappear mm. while while I'm watching. And that's exactly what happened when I was watching this, where I was like, literally by the end of it, I was like, yes, Cody's the new American dream. All right. I'm like dancing around the lounge room and stuff. And then you messaged me like, fucking Cody, this is bullshit. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, yeah, also, that's right. Also, the that's, issue that's is right? <laughs> as um, as the, the uh I guess, generational, uh, you know, the the story of Dusty Rhodes as the American dream was the American dream. You know, he's the son of a plumber. Cody's uh, a top-of-the-card professional wrestler, son of a top-of-the-card professional wrestler. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's it's the new 2021 American dream. It's like when you see, like, like Kim Kardashian be like, (laughs) I had to work really hard to build my brand. It's like, well, actually, like, you don't really know what hard work is, sister. Hard work's watching AEW, doing a podcast about it, getting Damien to cut it, having it uploaded. <laughs> That's, That's hard, hard work, times, Kim. Daddy. Um, <laughs> we've gone far from far from God here. Uh, what? No, no. It's, this is people like this. We're genuinely getting more downloads Maybe. for this than anything <laughs> the WCW me. show, I'm the ECW it show. On People like phones. us just randomly talk about wrestling. <laughs> it's not. It's. I don't have time to do that, mate. It takes me so much. It takes me to. I'm editing this stuff. And now that we're doing like our own little visualizers on YouTube, there's a plug for you. Go on YouTube and check out our new videos. That takes hours. Like converting MP4s and tell shit, me this kind it of takes thing. so long. <laughs> I mean, I can walk away. It's kind of like a slow cooker. It's like the artistic version of a slow oh, cooker. Yeah. You just start it and walk away from it, but you still you've got to be around the house and stuff. Anyway, what did we <laughs> what did we think of uh, uh, Megara versus Moxley? I know that I know that Wild Thing isn't staying. Where your where your professional wrestling podcast for uh, for music. Um, 
Wild Thing's not going to stay. It was sick. No, I think it's it's you an know, Onita so. reference. I, I think. think that's permanent. I think it's a like just Moxley referencing Anita as a New Japan thing. I think it's a real insider thing. I don't think it. The song doesn't even fit Moxley particularly, but it also sort of does in so much as he is this bizarre fucking like nineteen seventies. <laughs> who who knows what John Moxley is as a character anymore? Um, but that said, we saw a different <laughs> side to John Moxley. Tonight, we saw the respectful, you know, bowing, you know, wrestling-loving John Moxley, not just the, the you know, bad straight USA John Moxley. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I, I like mm. that about Japanese wrestling full stop is that, you know, um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I, I said to you on our uh, little um, messenger chat thing that I feel <laughs> I feel like maybe, maybe John Moxley's a big fan of uh, Charlie Sheen's <laughs> character Ricky Vaughn in uh, in Major League, the wild, the wild thing. <laughs> that scene where Charlie Sheen finally gets injected into the last match of the I don't know if it's the World Series or it's the Division Final, but he comes out of the bullpen bullpen to wild thing i fucking love that so it was my favorite scene in a movie for like 10 years from the ages of like 10 to 20 i loved that scene so much so when when john moxley came out last night to that song and i had no idea about the new japan reference i was just like oh my god oh my god john moxley loves major league like me I thought the match was like a very New Japan style match. I mean, obviously, um, when you look at who's in the ring, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I I do actually have a compliment for Ooh. JR later on in the episode, so I, I feel like I can. Yeah, yeah, I do. Like, I'm not always going to be. If someone does something good, I'll say it. And I did it with Scorpio Sky last mm. week and SCU the week before. Like, you know, if you you know, um, but JR, look, man. Either do some research, right, and then talk about the wrestler in the ring or just let Excalibur do it. Don't half-ass it and try and, like, you just came across as someone, like, I know you've commentated in Japan before, blah, 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 but you came across as someone who didn't know what they were talking about. I, when it comes to New Japan, don't know what I'm talking about. So I would shut the fuck up. <laughs> I wouldn't know. You know what I mean? He just kept like. Did you notice that at all? I know you don't yeah, really I, listen to the commentators, but no, he I made a lot of mistakes. It. He was calling the guard a Nagaga initially, like Lady Gaga or something. It's just, and Excalibur was exquisite. Like his Japanese knowledge is so. It's like a young Mike today mm. with a mask. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> so you've got. But my point is, you've got that person there. You've got the expert there. Just call the action and let Excalibur be the color commentator, you know? Like, it just, I don't know. It just, it always feels like, and this is really my only criticism within this whole episode because I quite enjoyed this episode, but they JR seems incapable of doing anything else other than being the alpha dog on that, on that mm. uh, commentary desk, and I just... Just drives me insane. Anyway, uh, Cody's promo we've spoken about. Um, the SCU. Um, look, Bucks I thought the match was match. really good. I obviously um, 
I don't necessarily have a soft spot for SCU in particular, but like, you know, I I was a big fan of TNA when Christopher Daniels was, you know, really meaningful. I liked Ring of Honor a lot when he was when he was very meaningful um, to them. Like, I like Frankie Kazarian. Um, I liked, you know, Fortune with Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels. I liked Bad Influence with Christopher Daniels and, and Frankie Kazarian. Um, you know, I thought they did a really good package before the match, um, explaining why it mattered. Once again, I wish maybe they had done this for a few weeks and made it a meaningful thing uh, in advance rather than just like last minute being like, hey, meaningful. I thought the match was pretty good. Um, you know, the end was a bit meh, but like it, like the, the result was what it needed to be. Um, I think, you know, there's a decent chance this is maybe the end of Christopher Daniels uh, in the ring. Um, he's one of the the true legends of indie wrestling, um, a guy who was probably 10 years, maybe 20 years too early, and he would have been an absolutely massive star if he was, you know, 25 today. Um, what did you think? You're You're less of a Daniels fan. I just don't know anything about him before AEW. You know what I mean? That's what it's been. This has mm. been probably my major criticism of AEW with its storytelling throughout the whole time that I've been watching it. When the, it's like, um, although I'm probably a bit hypocritical of this because I do know some of the New Japan stuff that other people will be like, I don't know that. So why <laughs> put it in there? And I'm like, because I love it. <laughs> but, um, uh, I actually thought that the last sort of three to four weeks of this feud has actually been okay, you know, mm. because they did the work. Like, SEU have been winning since December. It's now May. I mean, like, that's a six-month storyline. So I was willing to go with the blow-off of it because it had been built up. I agree with you that, like, SEU probably should have got a bit more prime time there was a lot of them on okay. um elevation and dark and bte and all that kind of stuff but this is an ongoing problem with aw of them not telling their yes. main stories on the main show properly enough um uh, i would i'd almost prefer to see three four segments on dynamite rather than 10 or 11 if it meant we got m- I mean, they, they're very good at telling stories, but just flesh the stories out a little bit yeah. more, you know? Like, um, I, I know people could be like, oh, that's what Raw is and you hate Raw, but it's like, no, that's too much. That's too much the other way. Anyway, um, I thought this match was really good. It actually told quite a good story uh, when um, Christopher Daniels got opened up. I was in when Kazarian did the Styles Clash. Mm. I was like, holy shit, that's cool, and they called it a Styles Clash. Um, there was... You know, I think two or three, two and a half counts that actually got me in a bit. I really liked Matt Jackson's I love <laughs> you, I'm sorry reference to Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. Um, yeah, that was like, <laughs> you're a fucking nerd, man, like us. That's why <laughs> you, like, you get it. Um, 
I'm not, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Matt Jackson as a promo. I don't think he's the worst promo mm. of all time. But outside of yeah. that, the Bucks are fucking great. Like they're especially as heels. Now that they're heels, fuck, it's so much fun to watch them. Um, and ultimately, the right thing happened. Like as far as AEW moving forward as a company overall, SCU moved to one side, and next week we've got Varsity Blondes versus. So immediately a young tag team comes up into their spot. I really like that as well. Like I like yeah. the fact that that's happening. They'll get absolutely butchered by the Young Bucks next week, but it just means that Brian Pillman Jr. and to a lesser extent Griff Garrison are in the spotlight. Yeah. So I was pretty ma- I was pretty happy with all of this, man, and, considering how grumpy I was. And six I don't know if you watched sort of um, <laughs> the Brian Pillman dark side of the ring, uh, but uh, – but Pillman Jr. is in no, it and comes off, and I suspect the reason why he might be they might be sort of looking to give them a little bit of a push is that he comes off really, really, really well in that. And it's you know, I don't know how many people watch Dark Side in the of the Ring. I know it's pretty popular amongst the kinds of people that hardcore watch AEW. Um, I can. S- I've got mates who watch Dark Side of the Ring more than they watch wrestling go. now. Well, it's, that's very sad for multiple yeah. reasons. But uh, yeah, no, you know, Pillman Jr. Yeah. <laughs> they might they might be sort of they might be sort of capitalising a little bit on that. Well, that's okay. Whatever yeah. it takes to get Brian Pillman. I know Jr. you're. A, I know you're a the top of the Garrison card, fan, a Garrison guy, as you call yourself. <laughs> a Griff, He's a fine. Griff guy. He's the Marty Jannetty of that tag team, though. What's not? You, you, kid ourselves. you think he's gonna? You know. Anyway, I'm not, let's not go into the let's not go into the personal life no, of let's Marty Jannetty. Marty's bullshit. <laughs> 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 uh, we do that too much. There's always a good time to the podcast, and then we yeah. fucking bring up some horrible <laughs> thing. Marty Jannetty's life, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then everyone's like, "No, oh. yeah, no." Just look it up if you want to fucking depress yourself. Um. We had a few promos that are probably worth. To- oh, yeah, actually, the o- the Orange Cassidy, um, Pack. Uh, I'm I'm uh, Pack match. Uh, well, was a Orange obviously got his bell legitimately a little bit rung. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did, think the the, he, the news coming because, out was that he like, that they sort of like this was the planned finish. But he got his. He legitimately had a bit of an issue. He's fine, but they decided to call off the match rather than. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, they covered that really well. Um. Because I, I was a. There was a passing thought of like, oh, maybe he is actually concussed. But, uh, but anyway, as usual with AEW, even if something you know, you like for me, I was like, oh, what? Like, what a fucking. You know, when Kenny Omega was like, and they were like, they worked me because Kenny Omega and Don Callis were like, <laughs> sucked in dickheads. No, no one won. We don't have to, you know, we don't have to wrestle anybody. Uh, and then as soon as um, Skia Bone came out, I was like, huh? so yeah, there were a lot of good announcements. I mean, Double or Nothing is shaping up to be a really good pay per view, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be absolutely exceptional. Yeah, so for anyone who didn't know, uh, at the end of this match, um, it was announced that uh, Kenny Omega will have to wrestle Pac and Orange Cassidy for the heavyweight 
championship. And I think it's good because it ups the stakes yeah. again for Kenny Omega, right? So that he has to beat like two great wrestlers, which he probably will. But And then he can go around and be like, I beat Pac and Orange Cassidy on the same <laughs> night in the same yeah. ring, blah, 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 blah. No, it's uh, legitimately great. Um, like it's going to be awesome. Then we got the next announcement was that uh, uh, Hangman Page, who did it, they had a great little promo with um, the Dark Order. Um, Brian Cage versus Hangman Page is happening at Double or Nothing. You must be pretty Cage happy versus about that. Page. <laughs> I mean, this is a good use for both of them. It'll be a great match. It was a great match last time. Um, I imagine Page is going to come out with the win this time on the big stage. With with uh, with an audience, mm. a full audience, uh, which is, I guess, you know, pretty exciting, if not yeah. slightly scary, but that's okay. Sixty um, percent of Americans. Oh, I'm so I can't believe this. I'm so jealous of Americans. Um, I know it's amazing what happens when you've got a competent <laughs> federal government um, running your country. Yeah, I thought this. Was- um, what did oh. you think of the pinnacle? No, no, no. I, I, I do oh, want. No, I want to talk on. about this more than I want to talk about. I think anything else other than the end of the show. Um, they did the Steve Austin mm. beer truck, Kurt Angle milk truck, and so you know this has been redone by WWE almost every year uh, since Steve Austin did it. You weren't excited to see the Inner Circle mobile? Tony We've has seen a weird car thing. I preferred car. it when the Inner Circle were all driving separate cars in formation, um, which happened a month or so ago. Yeah, but they have an Inner Circle bubbly uh, machine. I, just for, <laughs> for these occasions. It's like 1960s it Batman. It <laughs> makes MGF, MJF look like, first of all, this is now the third most... Uh, The third most uh, iconic time someone's been sprayed with booze or sprayed by a drink with a hose from a truck in professional wrestling. I don't know if you really want to go for that bronze medal every time AEW. Um, They did a good job of the replay showing Chris getting pushed (laughs) like they it looked a lot better than it did. Um, It makes... It makes oh, MJ make everyone look happy. like an absolute fucking idiot that he's like, no, why would I wrestle you again? This is over. We've won. And then they, then he gets like sprayed with champagne and he's like, okay, fine. We will fight in the stadium stampede. It's like MJF, just have the courage of your convictions, my friends. My friend, you've just got a little bit sticky. No, I don't mind that. It plays to it plays to his vanity, you know. Like they were just giving each other like you know ten thousand dollar watches and stuff, and then I, I like I thought the I thought surely the promo they could have was attacked. A bit it, it's kind of the story of the surely night. they could like have the, attacked and then you know forced him to to say yes or you know threatened him in the way that he threatened Jericho and then not pushed him off something or you know used some kind of you know storytelling device to tell this story that wasn't just doing the Steve Austin thing from 20 years ago, but worse. Yeah, I don't mind. No, that didn't that didn't bother me as much. I didn't really? automatically think of Steve Austin. Like, I, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, it's like, no, not really. Like, I wasn't, like, you know, I thought of it, but I wasn't like, oh, this is exactly the same as, like, you know, they're ripping off WWE or blah, blah, blah. I was like, 
these guys have just spent five minutes like talking about their clothes and giving each other expensive watches. You make it sound real blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And God, it's well, yeah, but I mean, they like they're mm. they're up themselves, like uh, you know, and then like Jericho and his boys come along in their leather and band t-shirts and stuff or inner circle t-shirts and they don't care and so once you know mjf's clothes and watch and stuff is ruined that's when he's like right that's it you know i don't mind it i thought it made the baby faces look smarter than the heels and that's what you want right Yeah, i don't know i i I also think like they've obviously rushed this angle a little bit because they're about to go to friday nights for a couple of weeks because of the nba um, and they want the bigger audience uh, to to see that this is going to be a match on double or nothing. But I'm like, I, I wouldn't have been entirely opposed to a, a week or two of Chris Jericho selling that injury rather than just having an arm brace. Um, you know, I, I like the I like yeah. the weight. Well, no one <laughs> believes the bump, man. So but you can still sell it. It's it's rest. No bumps real. No, no, you can't sell that bump, Matt. Because it looks so unreal. I'm sorry. How am I meant to believe in wrestling when those bumps don't look real? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't all. I wasn't all in on this. I was. Um, I wasn't all out, but I wasn't. All I, in. I yeah. I'm I excited for saying. the stadium stampede. <laughs> no, I. I I 100% get what you're saying, and I don't know why I'm sticking up for the promo so much because I actually did think it was a bit lame as well. But I like I I. I didn't really give it a second thought because they were like, we're doing a stadium stampede, and I was like, fucking sick. So <laughs> it's kind of the story of the night with all the promos, though, I think. It's been a bit, like, rickety, but then the announcement was so good at the end of it, you forgot, you know? <laughs> like the Cody thing, uh, well, I suppose that's not as, yeah, that's a bit different. But anyway, like um, Stadium Stampede match between the Inner Circle and and Pinnacle, I think, could be yeah. absolutely. I mean, anything. it's it's they're a strange group to be doing this. Um, you know, particularly in this storyline where you've gone from a blood and guts, very, very, very serious match to, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they do this as uh, the end of a feud you know, big match rather than sort of, you know, there was a fair bit of comedy in the last stadium stampede. It was an excellent, excellent, excellent match. Um, I don't know if you can do as much comedy. Yeah. And, uh, you know. I don't think they're going to. MJF even said, like, and it won't be another one of your little funny matches like last year, Jericho. So I think um, I think it'll be a hardcore. I think it'll be more like the car park brawl between best friends and, Mm. Santana and Ortiz, that kind of thing. And I think that they'll set up, knowing Jericho, they'll set up some kind of final bump for him. To, and I'm not being a dickhead. Like, I think they'll set up some kind of final bump like the Kenny Omega one-winged mm. one winged angel last year That so Jericho will turn around and be like, stick that bump up your ass, you fucking, you know what I mean? Like, I think they'll, they're the kind of company that will take the criticism on board, go, all right, fine. And then try and better themselves because they have in the past. So I don't. I'm not expecting the same kind of matches we got last year. I'm not expecting Sammy Guevara to be chased around by a fucking no. <laughs> deleting Matt Hardy or you know like I don't think that's yeah. going to happen. Still be super cool though. I, I like Pinnacle versus Inner Circle. I could watch for another six months yep. at least. I'm really 
I'm really into it. Um, and then I suppose the only other thing to talk about is Derby and Miro's big TNT championship match. I uh, I really enjoyed this match. I think uh, it was the right time. This is the right Miro finally. Um, this was like I don't yeah. think it hurts Derby <clears throat> at all. Like, you know, Derby's storyline was I'm not defending the title enough. I'm going to be defending it every week, which is sort of now the second time that's happened with this championship, but that's fine. And then, yes, like yesterday, last week he got pushed down uh, some stairs in a legitimately disgusting bump. Uh, you know, this this is perfectly fine. Like, you know, of course, Darby Allen's going to lose to Miro. Like, there is physically nothing Darby Allen could believably do to hurt Miro. Um, the look of shock on his on Darby Allen's father's face yeah. as um, sorry Sting's face as uh, as Miro, you know, got the three was uh, was got the three got made Darby pass out was wonderful. Um, I think it you know sells Darby Allen as a you know never give up relentless guy, and it sells Miro as you know a psychopath. You know, who's going to be, who the fuck's going to beat Miro? We're going to get, you know, he's going to absolutely run through Lance Archer in a, what will be a great match, I imagine. And then, you know, they're just going to have to feed him mm. more and more, you know, potentially believable people. Like, hopefully yeah, after double or nothing, um, uh, Cody Rhodes can move on and, you know, we can get, you know, Cody absolutely getting thrown around by Miro. A real foreign heel. <laughs> This is my theory. Well, that's my theory. I think that's what the American Dream gimmick is. I think it will move into Rocky IV territory. Wouldn't that have been so much better to have been the first thing? Anyway, it doesn't matter. We don't need to go on about that anymore. Yeah. The one thing we can say about AEW is they do do. always get there in the end, and I think that's what the end goal is, Cody versus Miro. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I really enjoyed this as well. They completely sucked me in. There were a couple of times where I thought Darby Allen was going to beat Miro and I had this weird inverse barracking for Miro because I just mm. thought it was the right thing for the company. I just want, like, I was like, Darby doesn't need the belt. Miro needs the belt. Please don't keep the belt on Darby. Please, 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 please. Um, and they didn't. The right booking decision was made. Everyone looked strong at the end of it. There was a little bit of a run-in at the end with um, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky that I just did no, not think but needed okay. to happen in this match, like it, at all. But it, it lasted thirty seconds, mm. so it's really it's a very small criticism. And I imagine we're going to get it. Um, yeah, and I really like I like Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. I just didn't think they needed to. It, I thought all the spotlight needed and to be And it'll be, be interesting own, to see you know? how they do um, them versus Darby and Sting, which is uh, everyone, surely that's where they're going. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that. That will probably be a double or nothing. And I don't know who Miro will wrestle a double I got or nothing. A, I got a quick lightning round of, of things that we probably should have mentioned. Do you, are you ready? This is, this is, this is very yep. exciting for all of us. Uh, so Keith Lee, according to Dave Meltzer, is totally fine, just not being used. Good or bad, what do you think? <laughs> uh, just how how do you not? <laughs> You've got lightning in a bottle in Keith Lee. I don't. The same thing with Matt Riddle. They do, To be fair, they are pushing Matt Riddle at the moment, mm. but um, it's taken a year. How you have Keith Lee, you know, it's the same thing with Tyler Breeze. How do you have someone like that and not 
make we've money sort of with them. touched I don't on get this. It. Anyway, we've touched on this before, but Moose's contract it comes up in June, which is in seventeen days from when we're recording this. Where do you want to see Moose? Mm. Oh well, I want to see everyone in AEW, but I think he'll. Yeah, I think I he'll think. go to WWE. He is a hundred percent the kind, especially like he looked great twelve months ago. He looks yeah. fucking phenomenal right now. Um, uh, and you know, you've just got to look to see where the WWE heavyweight belt is at the moment. It's around the waist of Bobby Lashley. Uh, Drew McIntyre's the guy feuding with him. Roman Reigns is the other champion. Yeah, Moose Big, is that strong. kind of guy. Vince, Vince will do as much. Yeah, Vince yeah. will do everything and, he can to get Moose. Uh, so update I think that's where from uh, the the uh, update from Impact, which aired today. Uh, I know you're not a. Oh, no spoilers, I know, you're, no I know you're not a big fan, but uh, no. Al Fantasmo will be facing Josh Alexander for the X Division ch- title at Under Siege. Oh, that's great! That is actually a spoiler. <laughs> I was going to watch that later. <laughs> <laughs> I expected when you I I a hundred percent expected Alpha to win pretty that, shit had he that, not. But that, uh, uh, was a yeah, was it like yeah. a gauntlet match or something? There was like six people in a yeah. Um Al Fantasmo is f- amazing. So yeah, can't wait for that. Um Cool, man. I know you're going to run, so we should uh, we should bail. Uh, thanks, everyone, for supporting us genuinely. I know we say it a lot on the episodes. I hope it doesn't come across as arrogant. It just, like, does sort of blow our minds that there's more people listening all the time, so thank you so much. The way that you can help continue that growth is just by telling someone else, hey, this is Wrestling Podcast. It's really cool. You should check it out. Um, you can do that in your pod players or blah 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 uh but until next time oh actually yeah check out our wcw and ecw shows in the um if you subscribe you get all those shows for free uh but until next time brother friends pepe is excellent dead.